I was coming home the other night on the subway because a bitch is a real human of New York. Also, these cabs are redefining the word petty. And because I'm on swivel, 99% of the time, I was snooping. I was snooping on people's phones, seeing what everyone was Googling, making sure we're not typing in weird shit on this shared commute. This, I'd say, late 30s, early 40s guy was writing out a literal bucket list right there on the subway. And I knew he was writing it and not crossing off because it had checkmark boxes and they weren't checked. Plus, at the top, it said bucket list. That got me thinking. I don't have a bucket list. But now I do. A party bucket list. We'll start minor leagues. Kind of basic. I want to organically stay up all night in Las Vegas, having a great time, obviously, preferably with a C-list celebrity or above. And it has to be organic. I cannot stress this enough. None of this, let's go to Vegas and stay up all night. It just has to happen. I want to end up in a Lamborghini in Miami with said Lamborghini owned by me or someone in my vacation group. No rentals. I'd like to deliver a baby safely because I'm the best option in the room. There's no doctors around. And this is an emergency. That baby's coming. Exciting. Okay, um, a dinner party that Britney Spears is at and everyone is laughing like that real belly laugh laughter all night. I want to have sex outside in Mykonos. Gotta add to the bucket list swimming with dolphins, but then freeing the entire pod into the ocean afterwards. Some might say that that's selfish. I say that it's self-care. Of course I want to swim with dolphins. Their skin looks smooth like a surfboard, but does it feel like wet slippery plastic or do they feel like short-haired wet dogs? And I want to make eye contact for like a second longer than a human and a dolphin should. And then I free them right after one free willy moment. I know, Free Willy was a whale, but last I checked, you can't swim with whales. I saw blackfish. And by the way, don't go to SeaWorld unless you plan on setting the bitches free. Let's see how much I can check off, shall we? Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello. Did you have a good week? I hope it was filled with ass, cash, and only the finest hash, baby. And if it wasn't, let's try to turn that around right now. Look at the bright side. There's a good chance that you were not at Woodstock 99, and that is something to be thankful for. Actually, I'm struggling with that because I watched the three-part documentary about Woodstock 99 and I don't know if I would or wouldn't want to be there. I have to talk about this, so I guess spoilers. Feel free to skip ahead if you don't want spoilers, but if you don't care because it's not a movie and it kind of already happened, then come on this ride with me. But I'm struggling with whether I would have wanted to be there. For the most part, no, but I'd be lying if I said that was a full no. Why was it awful, you might be wondering. It was awful because they were trying to replicate the peace, love, and community that Woodstock 69 had, but they went off recipe. They didn't follow the cookbook. They tried their own from scratch, and it was a disaster. 
One of the only things it had in common with the original was that both played music to people at an event called Woodstock. So right from jump, they take everyone's water bottles. No one could refill. I think we as a society are a little too harsh with that rule. I actually think it would encourage more people to drink alcohol and spend more money at venues. Think about it. A water bottle can only hold so much. So a person comes in, party in one hand, and wants to keep the party going. Then boom, they run out of alcohol. So boom, boom, they buy more alcohol. It feels like I'm the only one who knows smart business these days. And now Big Venue is going to come knocking at my door. And besides, what difference would it have made if they did bring in a whole water bottle each, filled with booze? It was a three-day festival. That water bottle would be empty in one night. They had no shelter from the sun. Everywhere was price gouging. There was trash all over. And really, really heavy energy bands were playing. Korn was performing on the first night, most famous for their song Freak on a Leash. And the nature of their vibe is more of a feeling to me because I don't know the lyrics. But they make their fans feel something. I relate. Buster Rhymes came on stage once as a surprise guest and I almost fell over the balcony. I get it. But everybody watching these bands that made them feel anger or want to get this anger out, none of their basic needs were met. And that's not to say that the type of person that would succumb to what these individuals succumb to, mob mentality, wouldn't have happened if their needs were met. I don't know if that's true or not, but it really doesn't help how unprepared the venue was for this event. They were hot and uncomfortable, thirsty, getting broker by the second. Shit got insane. And this went on for three days. It was worse than the fire festival. I've never met anyone who is a fire festival sympathizer. Not even for Captain Sucks a Dick. Watch it, people. It's been four years. A lot of animals in the crowd at Woodstock. You know, a lot of the uncle brothers who came before their January 6th kin. You know what I'm saying? That kind of vibe. I mean, did anybody there even appreciate that they had a 26-year-old Carson Daly in their shared air? They didn't care. During the documentary, they interviewed Jewel. You know Jewel. My hands are small, I know. And from the Venus shaving commercials, Jewel's iconic. But I almost didn't know it was Jewel because they put her last name after her first name on that little human caption thing that they do at the bottom of documentaries. Have millennials not been through enough? Now you're trying to formalize Jewel for us? And we just have to accept that now Jewel has a last name? No. Jewel should have just been Jewel. And then maybe, just maybe, I could have concentrated on what she had to say about her experience as a performer there rather than thinking about her new last name. Now, I gotta rewind. The whole thing was absolute anarchy. By the end, fires were everywhere. They wrecked the vendor's area. It was mob mentality at its finest. And there was no controlling them. Even the security guards weren't real security guards. I was trying to think if I ever hopped on the bandwagon of mob mentality. One time when I was 17 in a car with a friend and a bunch of his friends that I didn't know too well, we were in a station wagon for visuals, and they were all bashing mailboxes with a baseball bat. I didn't participate, but I was nervous to speak up about them participating. They were all really, really into it. It actually made me sad. Now every time I see a mailbox, I'm like, damn, I'm thinking about planting some in the future. I've never been to a festival before. 
You guys know I love music. I love concerts. The other day, I was listening to two really A-list celebrities do a cover of Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones, and it just wasn't better than the original. Even they should save some stuff for karaoke. If it is not completely different or better than the original, just, you know, don't release it. But everybody loves a remake. I just saw a picture of the remake of the new Addams Family show on Netflix. There was no title, but it was just very obvious it was going to be a new Addams Family. And I thought, there should be a new Addams Family. But this time when they do it, it should all be from Wednesday's point of view. Only to find out that that's what this series is going to be. So technically, no, I didn't have the idea first, but I had the idea before I knew it was actually happening. Thus, collective consciousness is real. I went to a cabaret this week with my friend Colin, and when we were being taken to our table, the man who was seating us goes, I love your vest. He walked away, and I said to Colin, but I'm not wearing a vest. Colin, who was wearing a vest, said, I think he was talking to me. The audacity of this ice cream shop near me that just opened. They named themselves Marvel. A blatant ripoff of Carvel. Someone pointed out to me that maybe it's pronounced Marvel. Like Marvelous. Maybe. How about people who say, whatever it's called, after you tell them what it's called? What I just said is what it's called. That brings us to Rocky's Highest Thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, babies don't know the words to Eye of the Tiger, but they will. Number two, a simple way to have less assholes in the world is to stop reproducing with them. Number three, don't worry about haters. Jesus is like the most popular person ever, and boy did he have haters. Number four, nurturing and being supportive of the people you love only makes your whole tribe stronger. And number five, if Uber Eats tells you you're a regular somewhere and congratulates you, just take the compliment. My guest this week is comedian Nicole Phoenix. Nicole's wild word was long, so kick up your feet and get comfy, baby. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at Wild Nights with Rocky on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights Pod on Twitter. If you want to watch extended interviews with all of my guests, please subscribe on YouTube. If you want to support the show with your wallet, hop on over to Patreon where you can become a member for 2 or $5 a month. A big thank you and a future thank you to everyone who's written and who will write a review after this episode is over on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. And now, please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Nicole Phoenix. Nicole, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. I'm happy that you're excited because I'm excited to have you on. How are you feeling? We're winding up the end of summer. You're in Philly right now. I'm in New York. It's been hot. Yeah, I feel like it was almost 100 degrees for the all of the month of July, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's correct. I'm not a meteorologist or anything, but you I'm going to say... <laughs> On record, and you can quote me on this, all my weather nerds out there, the world is definitely burning up. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> that's, and that's just a science. It's just been hot as hell. So I've been in the house, mainly. Mm-hmm. I was talking big shit at the beginning of the summer. I was going to do all the things because I was double vaxxed and like the world was open. And then I swiftly took my ass back in the house. 
So. Yeah, like, let's get that AC on. It's a wrap let's with the, the outside. AC on. Let's figure out what's going on with monkeypox. Why is yeah. polio back in the picture? Like, <laughs> Why what? Is polio here? No one invited Why is polio? No one invited polio. Like, I just, I'm going to stay in the house. Better yet, I'm staying in my fucking room. Like, I'm not even. No interactions. the kitchen. Mm-mm. No interactions. It's so funny you say that you, you've been staying in. So, I usually am a person, I get to the beach probably like once a week every summer. And this summer I've only been twice because of the heat and just, you know, everything. And so I went about a month ago and I have this solar charging kind of Bluetooth speaker. Oh, you do it, this for real. It's, um, it was a gift. It was a gift, but the speaker is great. I put the speaker out and I had had a conversation with a couple of people a few days before we go into the beach. And I was like, damn, the world's going to get so hot that stuff is just going to start melting. Now, this Bluetooth player is meant specifically to be charged by the sun. Solar. And the shit melted. Yeah. Yeah, it melted. So I guess in a lot of ways, it's a good thing that our summer isn't super long. Yeah. Because then we would be in trouble. Long is Nicole's wild word. So Nicole, take us into your wild night story long so full disclosure i'm a very boring person i don't do a lot my whole opening uh segue was about me staying in the house all summer. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm getting wild in my bedroom uh, running I'm out of batteries sure. blessed blessed to be here but yes. i'm like who referred me because i'm not a wild person and i even saw just a little spoiler erica's clip from her story and i was like i can compete with that i cannot no competition can i tell you the truth of why i asked you to be on the show i asked you to be on the show so you showed up in my algorithm and i asked you to be on the show because i started checking out your comedy so let me check out her clips like see what's up i asked you to be on the show because of your joke about the toilet paper lit taking the toilet paper (laughs) out of the club because i will tell you this before the pandemic or before the quarantine i should say i used to always have like a very big bag i was a waitress and so i like would Mm -hmm. always have to leave work and then go out after so i always had a big bag i even have a backpack that i travel with Mm -hmm. and that uh, reminds me of my social class another reference to one of your jokes and um, so when i would go to restaurants and stuff i would be like this restaurant charged us fucking $18 for some nachos. I'm Get taking this toilet paper. And I'm like a klepto whenever I see wrapped toilet papers. I happened to be listening to your stand-up while I was staying out of town at a hotel where I had Beautiful. already packed the toilet paper in my bag. So, Nicole, that is why I asked you to be on the show. I felt <laughs> like you are a kindred spirit to me, and I was drawn to the fact that we both steal toilet paper. You can't steal free stuff. You can't one. steal free stuff. And that, so we both yes, take managers all the time. <laughs> I was drawn to the fact that we both take toilet paper from venues yes. and that I also when, travel with a backpack. And, and do. And that's the sign of a real bad bitch. If this is for anyone listening. If you're having a wild night and you're looking at a group of young ladies, go for the girl that has a bag the size of a two-year-old. <laughs> that bitch got everything. She has everything. She has wheat. She brought liquor into the club okay she's probably got some cups in there she's got a tampon plan b like she's so prepared yeah and that's the type of wife you want 
I'm just giving you life. Thank you, fellas. If you're listening, she's wifey material. She's a hot mess, but she's ready for anything. <laughs> That's me. Now, ladies, if you're listening and you do need a tampon, I can assure you I'll have one, but I don't know how long that bitch has been in the bag. Is if it's the old school paper ones, the paper's a little ripped on the ends. Like it always is. Always is. Okay. So, so this should put everyone in the frame of mind of the type of night that I'm used to. Like I just when I'm out we're out to have a good time but also I'm not about like all the frills like my whole thing is like good people ridiculous amounts of alcohol food in there somewhere and it's going to be great but this yeah. is the one and only time that I partied all night long yeah I've, I've never done this I know this is the New York City way you guys go out at like seven o'clock in the morning you don't come home until four that's just it's what y'all true. do it's true I'm not built that way but it was my maybe 24th birthday the plan was not to be out all night long but it turned out to be like one of the best nights I'd ever had in New York City. Turning 24, and I was crashing with my best friend, Kita. So I got the whole crew with me. It's the early 2000s. So we look great then, terrible in the pictures. It's real bad. <laughs> I wore a yellow wool poncho okay. for my birthday. That's <laughs> When is your birthday? It's in October. Okay, it was so it was seasonal. It was the sexiest outerwear that I could think of. Like, it was just like, there was no real sleeves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I know the one. Like, you know exactly which mm-hmm. one I'm talking about. I just got rid of it. R.I.P. To that, to that poncho. But <laughs> so my homegirl, Kita, she's the only one who lives in New York City. All of us have come in from out of town. She decides to host us. She's going to take us out for the night. Mm-hmm. And we start off at a terrible bar, like really bad bar, even by like 24 year old standards. It was just like way too many sweaty white dudes. Yeah. It was just like, mm. You have to cover your drink and it's a lot of Dave Matthews. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like throw like unintentional elbows in guys' ribs, just like, yeah. just for space, just for space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unintentional, um, of course. My homegirl, Kita, is really good for falling asleep anywhere. Like, she can fall asleep literally anywhere. So maybe into our second drink, I look over. She also found a couch. And we're in a club. Like, it's, there's, it's no, not even standing room. This bitch found a yeah. couch. And she's got a pea coat on. She still has her coat on. She never took it off. Like, Hands in her pocket. Like, bundled in her <laughs> collar up, just like in her own world. There's like a drunk white dude, his beer spilling all over her. And no. she's chilling, like knocked out, dead to the world. Yeah. And so we're like, hey, girl. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> she didn't even drink. She's just tired. Like, yeah. New York is just beating her ass. Yeah. She's trying to pay for her little fucking studio apartment and host her <laughs> friends. We're 24. I just, I'm probably going to say this a million more times. Yeah. Um, so she's just like, mm, hey, guys. Like, she's, <laughs> and she's not even panicked or alarmed at the fact that mm-hmm. she is in a nightclub. It is full party mode. And sis just kind of wakes up like she just took a little 15 at home. Like, she's just like... Mm. hey guys what's up and we're like it's my birthday we're taking shots like what are you doing and she's just like yeah no like what do you mean she's like i think home actually and so good on her for exercising boundaries yeah at that age like that wasn't even a thing it was like you just stay out until your pride couldn't take it anymore and then you finally bowed out or alcohol took you down to exercise that boundary that she put up like you said it unheard of it was unheard of that would have been a two-week fight 
she right. left on my birthday, blah, blah, blah. That could have right. been with the wrong group. You know what I mean? So good right. for her. Um, and good on me. Since it's my birthday, I'll take yeah. some of that too. Like, good yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For just being like, fuck it. We lost one, but we not down for the count. Mm-hmm. We will press on. So she went away. I guess she got on the train and we went on to the next place. The next place was a club called Recess. I remember this specifically because Drake was known to have gone there one time. And so I'm a celebrity by association. Um, We have both been to the same nightclub. Another reason um, why I asked you on. Yes, obviously, because (laughs) I'm best friends with Drake. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I told Rocky, don't lead with best friends with Drake. Like we'll drop that later. We'll drop it Bury later. the lead. Bury the lead. Bury the lead. That's it. That's it. So we kick it at recess for a while. I just feel like I don't know. And maybe you can answer this, but like I don't see dudes. I don't see anyone approaching anyone dating wise in public anymore. It's all very like platonic and on your phone. Yeah. Everybody's just trying to like scurry to where they're going. Even when you're out, I don't see dudes like hitting on yeah. people anymore. Which is the best. I guess, but it was just a different time. So yes. like when you were out, it was, everything was fair game. Any man would come up to you and say the most ridiculous shit you have ever heard. They would try it, yeah. You just might go for it. Yes, <laughs> that's why you're out. And that is why you're out. You are out to fuck around and find out. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna let some ugly man buy me a drink, whatever. We'll all what night, happens. all night. Like, all night. So this would be our first group of guys okay. um, that we hung out with. They're talking to us. No drinks were bought, which was a red flag. Yes. Um, but they mentioned that they had a place in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Okay. We like Number that. Number one. We're in Brooklyn. You know, we don't know much about New York City, but we know Chelsea's a nice neighborhood. It is, so we're yeah. like, okay, sure. And they're like, let's go back to your our condo in Chelsea. And like, of course, we're going to go back to your condo in Chelsea. These men are like probably 10 years older than us. Okay. We get to the condo. It is a studio. And all four of them are living in the studio. Uh-oh. I am not lying to you. Uh-oh. And, and... <laughs> We didn't just turn the fuck around and say, you know what, guys? God bless. Have a good one. Well, somebody took their shoes off and somebody started pouring a drink. We all got very, just too, 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 too comfortable. And there was this one guy who I guess was the lead alpha Mm -hmm. because he was just like the biggest muscly one. And he was just like very energetic. And like, we found out that night that he pulled every single one of us into the bathroom individually. At different points in the night when we were hanging out, he pulled all of us, me and my girls, into the bathroom and tried to like feel us up or like just get some shit cracking, have a yeah. little side conversation. I was like, in hindsight, the confidence of these men. The confidence you know I mean? is illegal. It should be illegal. It, I should report. You think there's like <laughs> you think there's a statute of limitations on what happens? No one was harmed except like just by being in a poor man's apartment. And they didn't deserve that. We were so cute. You know what I mean? We were so nice. We were so young and so dumb. Like, we should not have gone into the apartment. Thankfully, everyone made it out safely. I think maybe one of us made up a reason why we had to go. The night was not over, of course. Mm -hmm. By that time, it's 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And we just start walking. Okay. Just aimlessly walking through Times Square and through New York City. And somewhere along the way, these dudes, again, just start following us. Big no-no. Different group. Different group of men. Got it. Second group. This is our second group. Love it. Of men 
boys they were boys they were really young yeah first group way too old second group way too young got it like probably in high school oh um yeah like maybe maybe in maybe college age but they were very very young it was new and they just kind of start following us like aimless puppies Mm -hmm. if you're walking down the street and a kitten just starts following you you're like no what are you Mm -mm. yeah no you gotta go Um. somewhere else and i just like but 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 I have five dollars. I'd love to take you to David Buster's if you'll be my date. No thanks. I do not want to buy you alcohol, child. It was Millhouse for the Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Bart, I found some girls for us to hang out with tonight. No thanks. Right, but we like couldn't (laughs) shake them. And so my one friend, she just has this like very dominant streak when it comes to, I don't know, softer spoken men I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to get all of your male listeners all riled up and and she just has this way of like talking to men who she and just like making them do things and so all of a sudden she's just like I'm hungry if you're gonna follow us you have to buy us breakfast okay right yeah that's a good pack to be in right you see what I'm saying but you Mm -hmm. see what I mean about just like the dominant she's just Mm -hmm. like very much confident If you're going to be around, you have to, like, make yourself useful. So we end up at Junior's. Love it. For breakfast. And (laughs) and it was the end of the night. It was a long, long night. A lot of walking in my poncho. Lots of alcohol that I did squirrel away because I had a big-ass bag with me. So I probably brought, at the time, I was drinking Vedka. Vodka was my drink of choice. Because <laughs> it was the early 2000s and I hadn't graduated to anything other than vodka. Smirnoff Triple Distilled was mine. Yeah. I would have gone for a Smirnoff. Sure. <laughs> but no, the Triple Distilled vodka, not the the coolers. What is, what is the difference? Oh, One you mean just the vodka? Over, yeah, yeah. Like how okay. you had Svedka, I was doing yeah. the Smirnoff. Beautiful. And what was that with like a fruit punch? Or it, was a... With the cr- it was with the cranberry. It was with the it cranberry. Yeah. Super classy. Yeah, that's what that's what people would describe me as for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a vodka people... cran. Yes. <laughs> what people would have used to describe yes. me. <laughs> now that's that's now it's like a vodka and Tito's. Like what? What do you want? (laughs) So one of my friends immediately throws up in Junior's bathroom. Great. Another one of my friends realizes they have left their wallet somewhere in New York City. Mm -hmm. Don't really know where. And I'm just sitting there, and the sun is coming up over New York City. And I was like, you know what? This I all night long. Yeah. Partying with my friends totally spontaneously. Yeah. Could have gone home and my friend fell asleep and been all mad, like you said, and had like yeah. a two week fight about how she ruined my birthday. But instead we hung out with some really weird uh poor men. Yeah. And that was my twenty fourth birthday. Wow. That's a happy birthday. That's the whole thing. That's a happy cool. Yeah, that's a happy birthday. Um, Well, I love that story. And that is indeed wild to stay out all night when you're 24. I used to cocktail waitress really late at night. And so sometimes I would go out with the girls. I didn't like to because uh, I loved them, but I would have so much money and then I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, we made this much money. And then the next day I'd be like, the sun came up and we went to all these different places, but I burned all my money. So that that was hard to get me to go out after work. 
I used to have this superstitious kind of like uh, philosophy around going out when I was very young and very poor. Just be like, the the drinks are going to come and we're going to find somebody with weed and it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like my, you know, what you would just have to do, like be cute and be open. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's manifesting. That got me through that. Ooh, okay, yes. That's That's not what I called it. But that's (laughs) what they call it now on TikTok. Hell yeah. (laughs) What did you used to call it? I just used to be like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. Just go. Let's just go and be like, we're cute. We can yeah. do it. And, and we're did. like the tightest, shortest, lowest cut thing. Yeah. Just be okay with the ugly and or weird guy. Yeah. Want a little bit of your time. Want a little bit of your time. Want to want to test out their it was jokes. A different, it was a different era. Yeah. <laughs> you said I wanted to test out their jokes. Yeah, sometimes guys want to test out their jokes. Do you ever have a guy that are not comedians that want to test out their jokes to you? Oh, yeah. Or they'll say, hey, you, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You might want to use this. You might want to use this in your set. I don't know. It's dumb. That's the And word. they give the, the, the big build up to it. And it's uh-huh. like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just no. like, uh-huh. No, that's not okay. I had a guy, he was very cute. I will give him this. He was cute. He had a little bit of money and he approached me at a bar a couple of years ago. And I I was like, okay, this is fun. Like, I'm okay with this. You may enter. And so he like told me and my friend that he had quit his job. He had a job in accounting and he said he quit his job because he wanted to be a stand-up. And I don't do stand-up. I I write comedy and I do improv, but I'm very into stand-up. And so my friend says, oh, well, you're with the right person. She's like all into comedy. What's your joke? Like, what's your joke? And then he tells this joke, which I don't remember. All I know is I just stared at him very blankly. And I was like, do you know why this joke mathematically didn't work? And then I told him the whole origin of why Steve Harvey is famous. And then he was like, uh okay and I was like and do you see the nuances of why your joke didn't work and I'm like this first of all this man does not deserve Steve Harvey's origin story from me mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. of all uh he's not a comedian now he's is is the story is the moral of the story yeah it's something about accountants they just want to get <laughs> out so bad I don't know I have another friend he did accounting for years and I was like is it the spreadsheet? Is it all the numbers? Yeah. Why? And I think it's also a nice go-to. A lot of people when they're in school is like, oh, every yeah. business, right? Everyone needs an accountant. Somebody right? do numbers. And yeah. you go into it. And But I feel like especially, and it is stereotyped as one of the most boring professions in the yeah. world. Yeah. Accountant, dentist, we got, we need them, but like nobody cares about what you do all day. Like no yeah. one will ask. No one will ever ask you. Yeah. Unless they need dental help or they're in trouble with their taxes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But I do think there's a lot of men. Men just have like, and there's so many great guys out there. I don't want to be like, not all men, but a lot of, a lot of them, a lot of them have this built-in confidence and they've never like done anything comedic. And that doesn't mean that maybe they're not funny with their group of friends or whatever, but then they just want to, I don't know, it's just the tips and the, do you want to hear this for me? That I'm like, that's not it. That's not the move. I think the the thing for the reason I really like my boyfriend when I met him mm-hmm. is that I laughed at something he said one time. He was like, oh, shit. And I was like, what? He's like, you laughed at something I said. And I was like, yeah. 
It's like, but you're like a comedian. You're like really funny. So like, yeah. does that mean what I said was funny? Like he was legit. <laughs> like, which is so different. I yeah, think. that is. It's genuine. Like, I was just like, oh, that's really fucking cute. But he yeah. never ever. He told me one joke when we first met, and it is the corniest joke. Musician. He's a musician. Uh-huh. Musicians, by the way, are worse than accountants when it comes to. <laughs> wanting to be funny. I'm always meeting his friends and they always have a joke for me, but this is the joke that he told me when we first met. And he said, what do a drummer and a cheese pizza have in common? What? They're both hot, but they can't support a family of four. Oh my God. (laughs) How can you not fall in love with that? That's so bad. It's so, I know, but it's fun. But it's like a dad joke. And I love this. So, and he was like really proud. And I was just like, damn. And it's surprising. It's like you you don't know where it's going. So yeah, that's a that's a good joke. Yeah. Anybody listening who wants to go maybe try that at the bar, there is your joke. Don't come up with your own, fellas. Mm -mm, That one is great, especially if you are like charming, Mm -hmm. preferably talented, charismatic, looking, charismatic. Mm -hmm. The joke is just a little cherry on top. Just a tiny mm-hmm. little cherry on top. Now, speaking of cherries on top, do you have any mm-hmm. cherries on top that you would like to talk about? Plug, perhaps, let the people know what's going on with Nicole. So you can always find me on Instagram. You can just find me, Nicole Phoenix, on Instagram. Or if you're not on social media, you can go to NicolePhoenix.com. For the past four plus years, I've been hosting a show called The Comments Section. It is a long running show created by and for Black women. Mm-hmm. You're listening to me, but I'm Black. Sorry, spoiler. And it's been going really well. I just did it at New York Comedy Club Mm -hmm. and I have plans to take it on the road. We should be in the Midwest this fall. And we are doing right now the Help a Hoe Out campaign. Uh Help a Hoe Out. As many of you know, Roe v. Wade has been uh, been gutted. And people all over the country with uteruses and other body parts are really, really worried about what's next for them. So you can visit my website or wherever. Um, you can actually donate up to $20 and that will buy someone emergency contraception. Um, and there's Amazing. also the PA abortion fund. You can donate to them right from my website. So it's the help a hoe out campaign. We love it. You know, help spend a, a little bit of money, help a hoe out. The comments section for and by Black women. That's me all day. Those are my only plugs. Yeah. That's an amazing plug. And I just want to say any guy who has hit it raw because mm. the condom wasn't feeling good or the condom wasn't working for him in the past, let's say in the past three years, you need to help a hoe out right now. You need to open that wallet and help a hoe out. Let's say ever in life. Let's say ever in life. Ever in life. Ever. Yeah. You change it. If you've ever hit it raw with somebody you shouldn't have been hitting it raw with. Or should. Or should have. What what I'm I'm pushing it even further. Okay. I'm saying that if you have ever been blessed with the best, a completely unfettered regime, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. just got to go up in there and go crazy. <sighs> go crazy. If you've ever had that experience, someone was nice enough to let you do that. Yeah. Throw $20. Throw $20, $40. You got it. To a hoe in need. Because I'll tell you this much. If you throw $20, plan B is $40. So you're actually making an investment in your future. And that is good accounting. That's just good math. Nicole, 
This has been such a pleasure. This has been such a joy. I really want to thank you for sharing your story, sharing your time. Everyone should donate to help a hoe out. And I, I hope that you make your way to New York City soon. I missed you at New York Comedy Club, but next time you're in New York City, I would love to see you live. Are you coming down for the New York Comedy Festival? I will. I'm not on it, but I'll come to hang. And I'm always in New York. I'm always in Brooklyn. So Beautiful. We'll meet in real life one day. And I look forward to that. And I hope I get to see you in a show soon. And um, I know that if I'm out with you i'm just gonna have to hit the bathroom first is the deal there won't be any toilet paper <laughs> there will not be any toilet paper all right nicole thank you so much for doing this show we'll talk soon all right thanks bye, guys. bye.